Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening. Hello. My name is Michael Grant, and I am the host of the Let's Admit It podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Glad to have you here. Um, if this is your first time, uh, we are just going through this summer uh, addressing some conversations from the Boise Bible College blog post. I encourage you to go check that out. Um, hey, today we are going to be talking about um, time management in college. Um, and so uh, at the beginning of this summer, I talked about what I kind of wanted this season of the podcast to look like, and I mentioned that I would like for it to be applicable to all students who are heading towards college, be they um, high school graduates or um, you know non-traditional students making their way to a different school. I really wanted it to be something that um, applied no matter what, and um, so I think this is one of the most uh, applicable conversations that we're going to be having, just time management period. Um, and heck, I think it applies even if you're not in college, uh, because time management in our busy, busy culture is crucial. And so um, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be just talking about a number of tips and tricks to maximize your um, time efficacy. Um, the efficiency of your time. And so I'm just going to be going down a bullet point list, more or less. I'm going to be talking about each thing kind of in turn. So uh, won't you go on a journey with me as we talk about this wonderful world of making the uh, 24 hours on the clock as beneficial to your future as possible. So um, to start out with, um, the most important thing for you to do is to figure out where in your schedule is the 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 time wasters the things that um you're you're doing that um don't provide anything don't push you toward anything that you're doing for no other reason than to do them um so this can be uh literally anything (laughs) Um, this is something that you have to know yourself pretty well. Um, you have to know your routines a lot. Um, to be able to address those things is a pretty personal conversation to have um, or a conversation to have with people who know you very, very well. Um, but this is important because um, when I say time wasters, um, what I'm specifically referring to, I, I kind of alluded to it, but what I'm specifically referring to are those things that you do um, as a means of making the time go by. Um, this is stuff, I mean, I, I'm going to list off a couple of things and I list these things off um, because they're kind of the de facto kind of like stereotypical go-to answers. Um, so one would be social media um, is a is a real hot button one as far as time wasters. Um, another one would be video games. Um, now I list those two things just to give examples, not necessarily because I personally, you know, if, if you're using social media as a means of, you know, maintaining contact with people, which I think is the original point, um, or if you're using video games as a way of unwinding after a stressful day or something like that, 
then I think there are benefits to both those things. However, they do have a perhaps slightly higher than normal chance um, of being something that is done purely for the purpose of passing the time. So that is what I mean when I refer to as time wasters. Um, they're things that fill up large blocks of time that take away from um, more productive things um, such as college. So that's number one is identify and eliminate time wasters. So number two, um, plan ahead, create a to-do list. Um, a couple weeks ago, I talked about um, something very similar to this podcast subject. Um, and I, I mentioned that there are a variety of ways to make sure that you know um, your schedule, know what you're doing, um, know where you need to be and what you need to have done by the time you get to that place. Um, I use several apps to keep me on track with those things um, because I, I spend a lot of time on my phone. Um, the, number one on this list kind of points directly at myself. So I, I'm looking in the mirror when I talk about those things. Um, but uh, I use a lot of apps to make sure that I'm staying at a certain level of productivity. Um, so I would encourage you to to find whatever works for you, whether that is um, pen and paper schedules, whether that is an app on your on your phone, watch, computer, whatever it is, find what works for you and then stick to that um, because it, it gives you an opportunity to... Um, well, when I was a sophomore, um, our preaching prof, uh, Ben Williams, he, um, I, I was in a season where I was taking, I think I was taking like 18 credits in a semester, which is rather a lot. 12 is considered full time. Um, so I had a lot on my plate and I remember feeling really, really stressed out in class because I'm like, I'm wasting time in class learning about something when I could be off, you know, doing homework, um, which is maybe a weird thing, a weird thought to have. And I remember at that very moment, Ben said something that will always live with me. He said, um, you are not as busy as you think you are. Um, that irritated me a whole lot when he said that, uh, because I'm like, who do you think you are? Of course I'm as busy as I think I am, because if I didn't think I was, I wouldn't be that busy. And so, um, out of spite, I went to the store and I bought a, uh, a planner and I spent, two hours that night writing out all of the stuff that I had to do that semester just to prove to Ben that he didn't know what he was talking about and that I was way busier than, I, than he thought. Um, and when I got done, I realized that I was not that busy. Um, I did not have nearly as much to do as I thought I did. It was, it was a matter of all of this stuff just compiled in my head. And it was a big, messy jumble. If you've ever noticed, like a, a pile of clothes takes up a lot more space than a folded pile of clothes. It's a very similar thing with your mind and the busyness of life. If it's just this big glob of stuff that you've got to get done, it is so challenging to tackle it. But if you piece those things together and you are able to look at them as components of a larger piece, it becomes a lot more manageable. So number two, find some way of managing your schedule and then stick to that thing. Third thing, um, when you've got that list of stuff, uh, take care of the small stuff first. Um, take care of the small, easy to do things first. Um, hopefully this is, this is self-explanatory. Um, if you 
you know, if you have a list of things that you need to get done and on that list is, let's say, go grocery shopping. And then another thing, because we're talking about college, is write a 15-page paper. Take care of the groceries first. <laughs> it's a smaller thing. It, uh, both of them need to get done. Obviously, this is just an example. Both of them need to get done but if you tackle the smaller thing first, it eliminates something off of that list that is adding to your overall level of stress. And after you're done with that thing, there's less things on your on your shoulders and you're able to focus more on that bigger thing. That allows you to put a lot more quality into that bigger thing and therefore increase the the quality of the of the paper that you're writing, the assignment that you're doing. Um, so number three, tackle the small things first. Um, which kind of leads into the fourth thing, which is when you're working your way through that list, avoid multitasking as best as you can. Obviously, if you've got some errands to run, uh, it makes sense to do those errands at the same time rather than, you know, for example, going to the grocery store and then coming back and then going to the post office and then coming back home and then going in, I don't know, dropping off your kids um, and then coming back home. Um, that is uh, unrealistic. So if it's something like that, it's fine to do things all in one go. But if you're working on um, a series of assignments, you know, let's say you've got a paper, you've got um, for our context a scripture reflection, um, and you're also you also have some reading to do. Um, it's better to do those one at a time as opposed to trying to accomplish all of them kind of piecemeal, bit by bit. Um, and that's because uh, you're able to focus a lot more of your your energy and your focus uh, on those on those uh, on on those things one at a time than you are um, just letting all of those things marinate in your brain together. Again, it's about mitigating stress block by block rather than glob by glob. So um, number five is just establish routines. This takes a lot more work than the rest of them because um, I think there's been some studies done that a, a true routine takes about six weeks of repetition to actually stick. Um, so that takes a little while to get done. Um, but once it's there, once it's all kind of put together and this, this routine is established, it becomes second nature. And so what does that routine look like? Um, that routine for, for college purposes is generally going to look like, you know, getting up at a specific time each day. Um, there's so much science that proves that going to sleep and waking up at the same time increases sleep quality. So routine should start with um, a, a consistent wake-up schedule probably needs to have some food in the morning. Um, then it's a matter of making sure that you're on time for class and then you're, you're, you're maintaining that, that attendance routine. Um, you're handling your schoolwork. All this stuff builds itself into a way of life that once, it, once you get into like the heavy, stressful times of school, you're able to fall back on um, this routine that you've established over over the course of weeks and months, um, so that it's 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 what you do. It's not something that you do, and again, mitigates the stress of the situation. The last thing 
Um, I've, I've kind of lost track. I think we're on number, we're on number six, um, is utilize breaks wisely. Um, I, the, the worst time of the year is cram session. Um, and usually cram session obviously happens right before a test. It's the, uh, it's the last chance to, uh, last mad dash before the before the finale, um, and it's where you try to to cram as much information into your brain before a test as possible, and it just doesn't work. Um, or maybe it does work, but it doesn't work quite as well as repetition. But I digress. Um, using breaks wisely leads to a situation where you don't necessarily have to cram. Um, so there was a podcast that I did a couple weeks ago where I talked about this. Um, and I talked about the need for rest um, and how there is, again, there's there's science and studies that show that if you allow yourself an opportunity to stop working, um, to stop studying and to let what you have studied to marinate into your, into your head, it sticks so much better than those mad cramming sessions before a, a test. Um, no matter where you're at in life, whether it is college or work or parenting, you need rest. You need to break from from the malaise and the work and the the the, the anxieties, um, the the anxiety-inducing uh, factors of your life. You need a break from it. Um, so, do that wisely. Now. That obviously goes into uh, that number six, um, planning breaks wisely, kind of feeds into number one, which is the time wasters thing, which brings me back to that earlier conversation I had, which was um, if you're utilizing whatever, whatever it is, I use the example of social media and video games. If you're using those things as a, an opportunity to break from the, the stress of life, I think there's wisdom in that. You know, I think it's a matter of finding what works for you, um, finding what allows you to just let your shoulders ease and just take a deep breath. I think there's wisdom in letting that be what you need it to be. Now, obviously, if you're you find rest in like committing crimes, then that's a different conversation. Um, but I would encourage you not to let what you do as rest be something that society dictates. Um, <clears throat> I know that my wife and I have been watching a, a show called Blown Away. Um, it's about glass blowers. It's a competition show. Um, I watch that and I can see how that might be kind of like a fun hobby, but boy, I don't think I could do it for rest. I don't think I could do it as a way of like unwinding from a busy day because it's a lot of work. Um, whereas for those people, and that's, that's like a, that is a hobby that gives them life. Um, so my, my purpose in saying all that is find what works for you for the sake of your, your mental, your mental health, um, and find something that you're able to do to just take a break and plan that in your day, plan that as a part of your routine, plan that as a part of your your day-to-day process so that you don't find yourself a month or two down the road completely burned to a crisp 
uh, and, and having lost all passion of what you're doing. So um, that is all the time we have for that part of the conversation. I want to address one of the questions we've been doing these these weekly questions and this is something that um we've been asked and actually i have as an admissions counselor i get this question a bit more than i thought i was going to and it is uh whether or not boise bible college has a dating policy um the short answer is no no we don't um we have uh at the beginning of the school year you sign what's called a lifestyle covenant um, the, the, the short version of that is, um, you know, in everything that I do, I'm going to, to, uh, mirror Christ. Um, you know, that is in my relationship with my, my peers relationship with, uh, perhaps my, my spouse or my, um, my significant other, uh, I'm going to mirror Christ as best I can. Um, having said that, what we don't have is a, we don't have a list of rules of, you know, men and women can't be alone together. Um, no holding hands, no purpling. Um, you know, we don't have this long list of laws that dictate whether or not you can have a relationship with someone. And if you can, then here's the laws by which you have to, you have, you're allowed to do those things. Um, we don't have that. And so, um, I think there's a lot of, a lot can be said for, for, uh, Christ came for freedom, not for law. So, um, that is all the time that we have for today. And so as always, I want to thank you for coming and joining me and making this podcast worth doing. Um, I hope this has been an insightful conversation, whether you're going to college or, or moving on with, um, some other part of your life. So um, I encourage you as always to come back next week as we tackle another conversation. So God bless. Have a great week. Bye.